Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! Against Gill, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! Yeah! To the Sneaker History Podcast. What up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. Hey, before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you about a couple of our partners. These are some of the folks that help us keep the podcast going, and they have some exclusive discounts just for our listeners. If you're a subscriber of our YouTube channel, you already know how I love to display my kicks when I'm not rocking them. My friends at Sneaker Throne make sneaker display cases featuring customizable LED lights, drop side cases to showcase the entire side of your shoe, not just the heel or the toe. And they just released their new hat throne for those that collect fitteds or snapbacks like myself. To me, it's the perfect way to display your collection, whether it's kicks, hats, or both. You can save 10% on your Sneaker Throne order by using the code HISTORY at sneakerthrone.com. That's HISTORY at sneakerthrone.com. Now, if you're a Patreon supporter or a member of our Discord community, you already know about Kicks with V Hot Sauce and his small batch locally sourced hot sauce. V has been one of the biggest supporters of the Sneaker History podcast since the early days, and his hot sauce has been a huge hit with the community. V has two new flavors that just dropped, Habanero Coffee and Chipotle Ginger. My mouth is actually watering just talking about them. He's giving an exclusive discount to our podcast listeners. The first 50 people to use the code SNEAKERHISTORY10 will save 10% on their order from kickswithvhots.com. That's sneakerhistory10 at kickswithvhots.com. If you're interested in sponsoring the podcast or becoming a partner with the community, get in touch with us. You can reach us by email at podcast at sneakerhistory.com. Or better yet, tell some of your favorite brands they should be sponsoring our podcast. All right, enough business. Let's get into today's episode. What's going on, everybody? We're back with another episode of the Sneaker History Podcast. And guys, my name is Mike, and I am here with the man, the myth, the Jordan 1 expert, you know, we know him as Kenneth. You guys in the sneaker world know him as Mr. Unloved Ones. My oh, man, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? Oh, man, I can't complain. You know, it's just uh, it's good for another day, especially in these times, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Shoot, man. So, you know, we talked a little bit beforehand, but just to let the audience know, guys, if you aren't familiar with Kenneth, you aren't familiar with Mr. Unloved Ones, get familiar because he has some of the greatest content surrounding Jordan ones. And then also he'll talk about some other things as well. So really do, you know, appreciate what he puts out there. Probably the somebody who has as many followers as he has and still is positive. And he really engages with his following, his subscribers. So man, we can only say we appreciate that because you're not out there gatekeeping like a lot of those guys out there. You're trying to they'll pass knowledge as opposed to trying to hold it all in. So we thank you for that. And Really? We just want to talk about, you know, state of the Jordan 1. You know, if 2022's come around, everyone has your ideas. Oh, it's the next shoe. It's the Jordan 2 now, the Jordan 3, so on and so forth. But to us, to many individuals, I think the Jordan 1 has 
what we like to call staying power. So me personally, I don't see much changing in a sense of being able to get them um, and how hard Jordan brand and Nike will push them. But I mean, you let me know, man. Let, let us know your thoughts. Before, on that. We, before we go any further, let me say salute to Gentry. Um, congratulations on an amazing career because he retired last year. Um, and last year was sort of his swan song for leaving. Uh, a lot of the pairs that released last year were pairs that he worked on or were, was on the design team of creating. Um, like the Cool Grays, the Toro Bravo Fives, um, yeah, Thunders, like you name it. Like that, 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 that was him. Lightning, not Thunders. I'm sorry, the Lightnings. Like you name it. That, that, that was him. So I, I want to get. I want to say that first. Um, secondly, as far as like Jordan ones this year, man, it's it's <laughs> my wife. Um, <laughs> the women's pairs are, are, are already winning, and I know a lot of people haven't necessarily seen everything coming. Uh, but between me and Z, we kind of previewed. 80% of all of the Jordan 1 OG highs coming out this year. So, I mean, without without spilling the beans, because we know we want to keep you right with everybody, your take on, because we've, we've definitely seen the women's shoe take a giant leap forward. Uh, I mean, they've just gone away from the shrinking pinket standpoint and really put out some really quality products for them, which is awesome. They deserve it. Right. And so much right. so, you got men you know, when they don't have extended sizes, who are up to that size 10 or size 11, really just, you know, really trying their hardest to get that over some other things. So your thought on what we ended the year with, with women releases to what you've seen so far, again, we don't, we don't need the details, but what are your thoughts in this, in a sense of scope and is it going to be better than 2021? It's going to be better. Okay. Automatically, automatically. I, I, I'm, I'm already predicting that, I mean, we already get it every time a women's pair releases anyway that, you know, men are upset. They don't come in extended sizes, blase blue. But literally every women's Jordan 1 this year is already better than the majority of the men's pairs coming out. Okay. I can believe that because some of the stuff they were coming out with, just color block wise, palettes they were using. I mean, there was a Zoom Comfort women's Jordan 1. Zoom. It has Zoom. like nappy suede on the toe box. It was like this. It was earth tones. I mean, I, it, it was the quietest release ever. I went to Sneaker Politics, their website. It saw a release. It sold out like that. That was one of the cleanest Jordan 1s I had seen. Yeah, talk too loud about the comforts because my wife, I still haven't gotten my wife a pair. She really wants them. But uh, I, I said my wife really wants a pair and I haven't gotten her one yet. So they keep selling out the colors that she liked. So, like, the crazy part about it is that has been probably the best new iteration of a Jordan 1 to ever release. I, I'm right there with you. That's, I second I, that. I, I, I tried to look back through all of the different variations that came out, you know, uh, from uh, just just any just random thing that you could think of, like Nouveau straps. But these Zoom Comforts took off. Like wildfire, like they started off slow. We had the Zion and and the women's blue one that had like buttons and stuff on it, but then like they just picked up speed going into twenty twenty one, and they just never stopped. For sure, man. Like, cause they don't they have them on the sneakers app, but it's not you know they push the stories like leading up to the shoe. They don't really do so because it is that new model, and a lot of time people 
you know, the loudest voices get heard. And I feel like a lot of people do say, oh, it's not OG. We don't want to talk about it. But got Nike, missing out. Got, got Nike on the tongue. <laughs> it's like there's some little changes here. Maybe the wing's not embossed. Maybe it's a cutout this time or whatever it may be. But it's a good product. I mean, again, they started a little slow, but they really picked up speed with putting a quality sneaker out. So I think, I mean, again, I don't work at Nike. I don't work at Jordan brand, but it's something I would hope they would push Mm-hmm. Harder. I mean, of course, it works on the women's side, but yeah, there's get, a couple get more men's side. So um, I think the plan for this year is to do sort of like his and her colorways. So like when you see one, you want to see a men's uh, slight variation version of that. Um, and and that that's what I've seen so far with the first six for this year. Um, I'm trying to see more of them, but that's all I've seen so far as far as the Zoom comforts and. They're looking pretty good. I mean, I, I guess the 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 patent leather ones that are mixed with uh, those 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 two, the purple one, the purple black and white one, and then the red black and white one are the only two Zoom comforts that I've seen mixed reviews on this year. Everything else is gonna go. That red one is solid. I saw the the kind of pictures. I, I don't know if they're I don't know if they're official official images, but from what I've seen, they look solid to me. I'm not the huge you know the biggest patent fan, but it looks like it's in choice places to where the whole shoe's not patent. Right. And I guess kind of on that point, what did you think about the patent bread or patent black red? Because that one came out to some serious mixed reviews. Yeah. I like them. Um, I like the color. I hate patent leather. I'm, I'm, let me toss that out there. Like I made sure I said that like when I did the review, before I did the review, before I even got the shoe, like I hate patent leather, but that's not going to stop me from getting a dope shoe. Mind you, it's a bread. You're not gonna not get a bread, but um, the color, the color is is so so. I can curse. Go for it. You're good. <laughs> the color is so fucking vibrant that I couldn't like ignore that shoe. Like as much as I wanted to say like, alright, I'm gonna get it. Probably gonna wear it only when it rains. Mm-mm. I like it. I really do. Like it, it's it's that color pops so much that. I can wear something like this and just and go. So that 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 it made for a perfect, perfect cap for the end of the year. Yeah. See, I've been wanting to see him in person, but I mean, that's I hate when we say that, knowing dang well that we ain't gonna see nothing in person half the time until you buy it. <laughs> right, but right. I'm I'm kind of in the same boat about the patent. I'm not a big fan of uncertain things. Like, of course, Jordan Elevens. That's just what we grew up on. That's patent. But when it comes to things like Jordan Ones, I've always been kind of. Really? Uh, yeah, we're because not because they crease. I don't give a crap about the creasing. It's just they're not as you know. Jordan ones aren't super comfortable to begin with, and right. that's the material's not not breaking in real fast. So I like the look. I I love you know of course it's classic, but it's one of those ones that I was like eh, we'll see what happens. But just like everything else, I mean, it's that classic color. It was holiday or beginning of the year whenever it came out. Now at this point, but they so, the so. resale market has. Done his, you know, done his deed on it. <laughs> so with, with with the new patents, um, like from the black metallics that they did in uh, was that 2019 in the 2019, but in the 2020, one of the two, I think it was the end of 2020. Um, the material that they used for the inner lining was different. It's not mesh. It was like that nylon lighting. So like, it it makes the fit just a little bit better. Like, <clears throat> just as far as like sliding in the shoe. Um, the, uh, the patents is thicker than what you would have seen on 
the top threes or the gold toes or something like that. Like I think like the patent leather they used on those was like very thin compared to what they've done recently. And even with these 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 patent breads that just came out, like it's a little thicker, which is good, which is cool. But it, it gives you a little bit more um room to stretch them. Like they're not uncomfortable. You know, like I wore them for like a week straight when I got them. I like went on a trip with them. As a matter of fact, like the week I got them, a little birthday trip up to North Carolina for my son. And um, yeah, and I drove with them on and I, I hate driving with new shoes, but like I drove with them on. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. So. So. Uh, that's good. So, I mean, it's good to hear. So for people who didn't know, who were kind of weird about buying them and maybe still looking to do so, they got the extra extra cash to do it on the resale market. Hey, looks like they're using better material. So that's good to know because like you said beforehand, it just, that thinner leather, it just wasn't comfortable on foot, but better cuts, better insides, better guts on the shoes. Always nice to hear. So, uh, and that, that restock is coming very, very soon. Um, the reason why they did not stop the actual release from happening in December was because enough stores were already allocated pairs for them to push it through. Had they like, had like a smaller percentage of the stores that had them, they would have postponed the release. But enough enough stores got them, enough pairs were here for them to say, all right, let's just go and we'll do a restock later. Which is why you see, what is it, like Finish Line or Foot Locker, one of the two just now putting their stuff up because um, most of their pairs, it's it's like 70% or 80% of allocation has to make it for them to be like, we can push. Any store below that is when you'll start hearing postpones and then pushing stuff back. Oh, okay. See, I was going to bring up the next point because with everything going on when it comes to uh, just supply chain issues, um, from again, from the knowledge you have without you know giving too much information out, is there any kind of foreseeable um, delays? I mean, first one I think of right now is the Marina Blues. Right. So, like, the first pushbacks happened in November. Second one's happened in December, and they've already done the third one to, to counteract. But, like, everything was already – these are all contingency plans. Like, they were already in place. Like, just in case this doesn't get here, we already have a second and third uh, date lined up for everything um, to where it's not going to – mess up the impending bigger releases that they have coming. Um, and I think they've done their last pushback, if I'm not mistaken. I need to check Z. I think Z put out the last of the information probably like a week or so ago. We should not have any more pushbacks until after March. Like March, we would hear about pushbacks again if we have any more. And that's because everything has already started moving. Like, the docks have already been unloaded. I mean, there's still, like, tons of stuff that's not getting moved around, like, uh, necessity-wise, outside of sneakers and shit. But, like, everything is being, yeah, everything is being moved right now. Um, And they're changing the way that, you know, stuff is being shipped over here because, like, Cargo, you know, by plane is way more expensive than doing the freight, even though freight has gone up like 10, 20 times what it was um, even six months ago. So, like, they're trying to offset that. These prices rising are not an offset of that. It was already uh, in lieu of the shipping issues in 2020. So, funny. I was just about to ask you that to see if that was something that was uh, part of the shipping, you know, debacles that we've been having. That's why the reason. Not recent. 
It is, but it isn't, if that makes any sense. Like, it is because of the past, but not because of what's happening now. Yeah, because they have to it just takes a while to allocate from or not allocate, but really move those funds from prior laws, I suppose, because but we I mean, think about sneakers. We got to think Nike and Jordan brand is bigger than just sneakers. They have actual equipment. They got clothing. They have, uh, you know, uh, other other merchandise, period. So when we, we uh, got to think sneakers is like the lowest common denominator of money making for these brands. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, and that's always laugh because as, you know, sneaker communities that we we see and we're a part of, everyone lives in that really microverse of hey, it's only sneakers, this, this, and this is where the money comes from. Right. Of course, yes, sneakers are a big part of that big chunk of the pie, but first off, the sneakers we buy aren't even a part of that. It is the things like the what well, the Air Max two seventy, it's the shell toes, it's the whatever, you know, pick a brand, pick a pick a shoe that's always out. That's the money maker. The inline stuff, yes. But I don't think a lot of people realize that even like when it comes to the retros, not every retro is a bottom line dollar feeder for the brand. You know, just like I said, those Zoom comforts, they took allocation out of the mids. Um, and what I mean by that, like there's give or take 60 to 90 mids that are going to come out a year. Um, they took They took a good 30 away from that to go towards the zoom comfort line because they're classified as mids they're not mids but they're classified as mids they're their own silhouette completely they're not highs they're not mids they're their own thing um but yeah they took away this this how a lot of things uh happen with 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 certain uh product like the silos there the way they do their allocation so like you got x amount of fives coming a year you got x amount of lows coming this year you got whatever have you, like all the allocation has been set. Like, okay, we're making all this. You'll see the production dates usually um, just a couple of months between each other when it comes to just certain silos. And like when I've seen all this stuff, like it, it, it's it's out there for us to see. Like if we really paid attention and we just looked at the, because the production dates are on the shoe. You look at the production dates of one Air, Air Force One to the next Air Force One. You can have two white and whites with three months apart. Yeah. No, it, it makes perfect sense. I mean, there, there's just so much behind the scenes that, like you said, if we looked for it and we paid attention, we would see it. But I feel like, again, people live in that same – if it's not something that's you know, on sneakers, on you know, Soul Collector, whatever it may be, they – people need to understand – I feel like they need to understand the business part of it as opposed to just the sneaker part because if so, I think – even though we get, you know, we all get angry about those L's. I mean, mm-hmm. I love whenever mm-hmm. something new pops out, you like top priority and like, look, if it happens, but you know, the behind the scenes, like, oh, if I can't get it, look, I know the behind the scenes of what's happening, but we all know that there are restocks happening, you know, with certain things eventually, but it's more to it than just click got them. It's a business that's being run. And I feel like a lot of times we just forget the whole aspect we think there's like a sneaker fairy out there just dropping these suckers on the internet <laughs> so like, I, I know like the the bottom line to everybody's problem is just make more pairs it doesn't work that way because again we let, let's go to the, the the bottom line premise of sneakers is not the biggest money maker for these brands it's the face for a lot of things yeah but it's not the money maker which is why you go to a, a Champs Foot Locker or a TTLR, they're trying to push other products versus the sneakers. You come to the desk with a pair of sneakers, they're going to offer you to buy a headband or some socks because 
that's what pushes the stores, uh, not only their bottom line dollar, like, you know, making them actual money, but like their account status. Like the higher the account status, the more stuff they get to get, the more visibility they get, the more perks the uh, the employees get. So it's just like it's a revolving door when it comes to all that stuff. And sneakers is at the bottom of it, even though that's the goal for a lot of them. So uh, it is what it is, though. I, I, I look at it as if like they can make a million pairs of shoes. Still 16, 17 million people who want the shoe. So it's like, even if they make a million pairs of shoes, they're not going to make a million size 10s. Yeah, they still have to break them up to the size frames. And literally, when you get those millions, it's full family size. It's not just, oh, we're going to make a million men. We're going to make a million women. Because they well, they always throw their crazy number out with the Jordan uh, 11s recently. So cool, great. Everyone's like, there's a million in production. That's great. Toddler, GS, women's. <laughs> but then then you got to think about allocation. So here's something I learned last year. This was like my favorite tidbit to toss out there, but I I, I, I was happy that I learned this. So last year I found out that uh, every, every, every single store has a store buyer. Mm-hmm. And they decide what they're going to get. What I mean by that is if this store knows for a fact there's only one person in their city that is a size 15, I'm not getting a goddamn size 15. I'm not ordering a size 15 for my store. I'm going to get the sizes I know that are going to sell because what if that guy doesn't like this shoe? Now I'm stuck with a size 15 on my books forever and it's just going to so. If a store buyer is not confident in selling a certain size, like you just never see that size in that store, well, that's why. Because that store buyer is not confident that they can sell it. And I found that out and I was like, what? So I actually worked at Champs when I was in college. And it's funny you say that because there was like, this is back in 2011. And I remember being in a stock room, there's just one bottom shelf, these big old size 15, 16, 17s. Of like, was it like the Cardinal Seven? We couldn't get rid of that one shoe. Funny, we couldn't do Cardinal Seven. <laughs> like, all right, uh, we're hanging out with that one, and what did we do here? Uh, we had, let's see, Air Max. Remember Jordan Eleven Comforts with a mix of the Air Maxes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what did we do with this shoe? Like, <laughs> but you're right. You can't if you're, especially if you're a boutique store. These mom and pops who are getting shut down every day because the or the Nike accounts are getting shut down every day you have to be smart. And I, I'm actually, uh, I know one of the buyers at one of the stores here and yeah, he, he has to be smart about it. He, they, they forecast so look pretty at the end of the day. Like that. And, and I get it. Cause you want to stay open. You don't want to have a snafu of four back to back releases where you got sizes that just didn't sell. There was no sell through. And it's not even that, you know, they don't care about the rate of sell through. They care about the end result of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like everything is everything now. It's it's slower because everything is online. So you have less foot traffic to the actual stores. I get it. So even more reason for a store buyer to say, no, I'm, I'm only getting my. Seven through 13. I might even get and they have smaller sizes. They can literally get a men's size three. That I think that's a real size. 
I thought, oh my god, I didn't know the real size. So, men's size three up until a men's 18. They can order anything in that size range. Dang, see, you blew my mind. See, I didn't think it'd be anything past, like, maybe, like, a men's five and a half. I didn't think they'll drop that down to a three. So, I've I've physically seen men's four. And it's not a GS? No, men, men, it said men, men, men's four. It just said, yeah. Basically, they would charge 180 for that men's size four. Chill out. Are you serious? But you got to think about, like, all right, so back then when there weren't certain pairs that came in GS sizes. So that's the only reason that that exists. And I I want to say the only difference is the size of the Wings logo because with the women's or GS, the Wings logos are tiny compared to a men's, which means the Wings logo is bigger. And I compared my wife's women's size to a men's size that I've got. And you can see it right off that. Dang. Damn, look, I learned something new because I thought they, as soon as they broke down after five, it was straight to GS. But wow, all right, shoot. Hey, that's the only reason those exist. But I'm pretty sure you got more questions lined up, man. I'm rambling. <laughs> I'm gonna learn something new myself. So, look, if somebody else didn't learn something, I learned something today. <laughs> but all right, so last year we saw probably, at least in my mind, in recent history, the biggest saturation of Jordan ones in in recent history to me. I feel like you don't think it was last year, 2018. I got to remember, what was, what was the... Gatorade packs. You had Gatorade packs, best hand in the game pack. That's eight right there. Um, pine toes, uh, court purple toes. You had the Art Basil pack. You had Nigel Sylvester. You had two off-whites. You had Travis. Like, the list goes on with how many pairs released that year. Like, and- Dang, I didn't realize all those released in 18. I thought those were more spread out. That's... That was all one year. Good Lord. In one year, you got two off-whites, a Travis release, a Nike release. <laughs> God dang. <laughs> so, like, yeah, man, like, it, it, that was a crazy year. Uh, the uh, the tongue tag pack, which was a canvas pack with, like, uh, the print all over it from what the tongue tag was. There was three pairs in that. So... Yeah. Plus, you ended the year with the Gatorades, Spider Man's, and uh, no, not Spider Man's, Gatorades, and I think Rookie of the. <sighs> a lot. 2018. Dang. So. But yeah, last year was. See, we get between 20. Well, between 18 and like 26 pairs a year. OG Hot. That, that, that's. So like last year was less than. Uh, 2020 because 2020 we got we got four more than we got last year i can't remember the total number we got last year um because i got every pair minus the two collabs i didn't get the travises and i didn't get the trophy rooms but i got everything else from january to december i literally got every og high that dropped last year thank you brand jordan um <laughs> um but like yeah, so like, and that's including the KOs. And um, I did get one. I did get. Uh, I did. I got two collabs last year. I got the Billies and I got the Soulflies. 
So I did get two collabs last year. Oh, three. I got the A Miles too. I did get the A Miles. I almost forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, Cause my wife, my wife got those for me. My wife hit on the raffle for that. So like, so that, that was my anniversary present. So, um, but yeah, no, like, yeah, last last year was 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 pr- pretty decent. It wasn't like. Um, Last year was the first year that I wanted everything coming. That's how I know it wasn't like a lot, a lot. It just felt like it because of how slow time is moving for a lot of us, being how our daily lives has completely changed from 2019 to now. Like we're we're in the house a little bit more. A lot of us are working from home. So we're a little bit more stagnant. We got a little bit more time on our hands to visualize and see a lot of this stuff from leak to release date to upcoming release to okay this release is saturday feels like a span of three weeks so it can feel overwhelming and like it, it took for me it took for last year for me to like really understand how people were feeling in 2012 or 2013 when literally we had same amount of releases but like they were more prolific. So you got to think 2013, you got Breads, Royals, Shadows, Black Toes, Chicago's all in one year. Yeah. That's a one that hurts my heart still because I still didn't get any of those. <laughs> but just think about that in terms of how much money people were kicking out, not to mention the 11s that dropped that year, not to mention any 6s or 12s that dropped that year. And and just 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 think about that in the scope of these are OGs dropping in one year. So, like, I get it when people say, oh, they're killing us, man. They're dropping too much, da 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 And it's because in their terms, like, yo, it's a lot of money to be spending. For sure. For sure, for sure. So, like, I used to, I used to, I wasn't empathetic when, when I was hearing that um, up until last year because it was like, yo, like everybody else doesn't have a problem with it. Like they happy this is dropping. Like, yeah, no, they're not saying that they're not happy that the stuff is dropping. They're saying that, yo, like I couldn't buy everything if I wanted to, because that's like, <laughs> yeah, man. That's that's what like- so it took for me, it took for last year to like really get that through my head. Like, Oh shit. Like I get it now. Like now nah, it's not a lot that's dropping in terms of oh they oversaturating or nothing like that. No, it's it's really just like a mountain on top of people who feel like they have to stay up on things. Like I want everything, but I can't afford everything. You would get that feeling. Yeah, no, no, no. That's most definitely because I think that's what happens a lot. People like I speak for myself. Working from home now because of everything going on, you're just more visual. You get this thing like, oh, man, you know, those are pretty dope. I have way more time to dive into this shoe now than I did when I was back and forth commuting. So I make myself almost want this thing knowing, dang, well, I don't really need it. But I feel like there was, um, you know, with all the wants of, oh, I want this one. I want this one. There's been more of a people have been a little bit harsher. I think on certain releases uh, with certain Jordan ones, I mean, I can definitely be that person as well, but you'd look at things like the Volt Gold pack or Volt Gold Jordan one or the Patina Jordan one or 
Um, well, very, very, very jarring pairs that are out there that deserve any criticism that they give them because I get it. They're not the typical Jordan one, which was the look that they were going for. Like, we're trying to step outside the box and give y'all a mixture of materials and concepts and just something wild. Like, to have patina on a shoe is fucking crazy. Like, natural patina on the shoe. Like, if you... I'm not telling anybody to do this shit. Please do not take my word for it. But like, like to really wipe the rest of the blackness off and just have that completely gold shine bronze through, like that's that's crazy. I think that was dope. But they also gave you three different leathers on one shoe. They gave you the new buck in the back. They gave you the tumbled leather on the side panels, and then they gave you full grain flat panels on one shoe. Like that was the material play for that. Then you turn around and. You do a Vogue Gold where they give you um, three materials, four materials on that. They're giving you canvas. They're giving you a flat matte uh, black leather, um, untreated, untreated leather on shoes. Like, they're not, they haven't done that since, like, that's different. Like, they were trying to give out more fun things. Like, they gave us a summertime shoe with the diffusion uh, the reds. Like, they pink lemonade and whatnot. Like they were just trying to do something different and, and put some more vibrant feels out there. And then they gave you three OG colorways last year. They gave you the uh, Chicago KOs, which were literally the best, the best remastered retro that I have seen to date. Okay. Better than the, uh, what was it? The, 85 yes 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 they 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 are blow for blow spec for spec right next to their counterpart of an 85 that's what's up see i need to i didn't get a pair of those is when i was trying to like really kind of like i can't buy everything i was like okay these gotta go i've had them before but now knowing that they were you know spec for spec the way they should have been that again it helps when people can get it things in hand time with that like I talked to I talked to a few of the guys on that, and it was like, I mean, they with respect to Virgil, like everything could be done, and they feel like, you know, a lot of the times they 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 do what they can, and what they get back is what they get back. Um, may not be right next to the sample, but they push. So for that to come back the way that it did was like a win for the team, because like they tried. The the toe box issue on the fours, right? You know how a lot of people were saying that that, that it just wasn't right. They fixed it, but we didn't see it when with a lot of the pairs last year. You know, shout out to Nightwing and um um the wear testers. When um if you check the production date, you would see which pairs line up to which pairs. There were certain pairs last year that hit it right out the park. I can't remember which ones because I don't wear fours, but <laughs> um. There were certain pairs that 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 hit the, the the specs right out the park that were like blow for blow recreations of what you would get back in the eighties or early nineties, and then there were certain pairs that weren't. And I can't remember for the life of God which ones weren't, but I know the production dates were this far apart. So it'd be like earlier this year those pairs didn't, and then switch flipped, and then everything else after that was was on point so they they have been trying i say that yeah no they most definitely have i mean you see some i i feel like 
from the pairs I've, I've gotten last year, um, of course, we could always have our you know, gripes about quality, but we have to realize that when you produce something on such a large scale, there's going to have those issues, even though we don't like it because we're spending a good amount of money on them. But I can say that I feel like personally, and I don't speak for everybody, I feel like there has been some better product coming out of Jordan brand, uh, especially around the ones like I have the patina ones. I love them. I got the ghost green lows, something that really fell super under the radar, but it was a great quality shoe, in my opinion, compared to things like, um, I don't know, let's say the hurt the starfish lows. I didn't get a pair of those, but I've heard things like kind of questionable quality on that one. It was such a hype release. Well, so it depends on, you know, it also depends on what somebody's uh, perception of quality is. But I didn't, I didn't see anything wrong with them. Um, but at the same time, the, the the natural gray lows are probably some of my favorite lows that dropped last year. Uh, the soulfly lows, although I like them, I don't like the swoosh and I don't like the hill. Like certain aspects of the shoe I don't like, but the overall shoe was dope. It was cool. It feels great on foot. Um and that's always the other thing, like the quality aspect. Like, what what are your what are your uh, sliders for quality when it comes to these shoes? Because everybody's isn't the same. Um, somebody sent me a text recently. Uh, oh boy! Um, and in this text, it said that Adidas was the number two selling sneaker brand of twenty twenty one, right above Jordan brand, right below Nike. Huh. I mean, I I, didn't, I wouldn't have thought it because I hadn't seen – I mean, I guess we're looking as a whole. There's a lot – again, we go back to the thing that there are more shoes out there than what we know. And the form had a heck of a year. The form actually – with the eight was it the uh, 84 form. That construction was exceptional. I have a pair of them, but I never would have guessed as a whole. The other thing, the other thing is – it was a short year. Like a lot of the stuff didn't release. There was a lot of canceled releases. A lot of the stock wasn't here. So it was like a lot of the revenue wasn't there where it needed to be for them to be at the top. And I'm pretty sure they're not counting anything that, you know, came afterwards. So I get it. I get it. I just find it strange. Like that, that I think that tweet came out today. I got to find out who, who sent it though. Yeah, I'm waiting that's, to see because wow. wow. I'm guessing probably know something like Footwear News or something will have a the actual you know numbers and reports on it here within a month or so. So that's something I think you know the guys and I will probably dig into once we get information because that's a really I didn't know that I never would even guess that because again, like you said, it's a short year, you didn't really hear many things from the brand. But again, so many things got canceled last year, man. Uh, especially a lot of the collabs, a lot of the stuff got pushed back to this year. A lot of the major things for this year got pushed back to next year. I keep saying cherries. I'm not going to tell what cherry is dropping, but there's cherries returning. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love doing that. I do that a lot. Like I, I kept saying Fire Reds was coming back for a hot minute. Then I said, fuck it, Fire Red 3s are returning. And like people were like, yeah, all right. I was like, well, it's going to take for somebody like my brother like uh, Z to do it before like people recognize like nah I'm dead ass just like the collapse and stuff but shout out to Poe cause that, that's another guy on Twitter that 
says things, just randomly says things, and it just goes under radar. Like, I'm super mad because he told me, he told me he said something about the union tools, like, March of last year. I'm like, if he said it, it went so left field that I just didn't pay it no mind. And I didn't. He tweeted it out. He said, yeah, that's not all that union has coming. They have tools coming. And then I, I got the I got the information about that late end of the year, like November, December time frame when I got the information. So I was sitting there like, you know what? Somebody said this. Oh, you know what? A friend of mine actually said this. So I can't. <laughs> But, you know, it happens. A lot of the information is just, it's always out there. It's just up for people to pay attention to who's saying it and when they're saying it. Like, there's a rumor that undefeated fours are actually going to be a thing this year. My God. You know, the, 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 the pandemonium of what happened for that? Like, what do you do with that release? You can't, I, you have to Only do. Only undefeated will be releasing it, though. If if it happens, let me not say it as if that is a go. If it happens, they are the only ones. <laughs> Man, that's yeah. I mean, if it did, I mean, kind of straying away from the Jordan for a second, having something like that release, I thought the same energy would happen around that watch the throne uh, Lebron nine, but it. I mean, it sold out. It's but, a degree, but <laughs> but I was really surprised that. It didn't. I don't want to say cause like kind of an uproar. That's not the. That's what we're looking for. But I thought it would have a little bit more staying power in the sense that we would be talking about it more because it, it released. It came and gone. I don't see photos of it really. I mean, of course, you got the guys out there doing reviews. Uh, you know, Nightwing, Cousteau, uh, all the guys out there hitting the reviews on it. But other than that, you don't see the. Shout out to Cousteau, man. He shouted me out. In a small little 30-second clip, and I gained, like, 300 followers after that. Oh, Kusto, help me out, dog. What's up? All he did was give me a small little shout-out, and that happened. I was like, hey, whoa, hey. And then it was funny. Uh, sorry to cut you off, but that, that, that I, I had to say this, man. Salute to that guy, man. He he is amazing. So is Nightwing. Um, Chris is, 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 is nothing short of a fucking encyclopedia. But um, Kusto, man, uh, my little brother was so hyped that my name was said on a show that he screen recorded it, sent it to everybody. Didn't tell me, but sent it to like everybody else. And I was like, yo, like, I'm happy you happy and all, but like, you could have told me that that happened. Like, I didn't find out until like the next day. He was like, oh my bad, I thought I tagged you. I was like, you didn't, but thanks. <laughs> it was like, he was super excited, man. So it's like appreciate that Kusto. Just 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 knowing that uh that there are other people that appreciate the the small quirkiness that is me in the social media space, man. Like it's 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 crazy. Cause again, I, I keep I say it daily, sometimes weekly, sometimes monthly, to try not to like sound monotonous or, you know, self deprecating like a lot of people really are. But like I don't take myself to be some like huge personality influencer or none of that shit like i'm just a normal dude who loves this fucking shoe there's there's probably not a room in this house that doesn't have one of these damn shoes in it and like you know my kids know i love this shoe my wife knows for the love of god i love this shoe and of course i love them more but 
like they they get it like this is this is my uh for lack of better words and i'm sorry for saying this because of the controversy that's out there but for lack of better words this is my ministry this has helped me bridge the gap to a lot of people who are going through shit that don't have a way of dispelling what they're going through or you know getting that self that 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 release out they talk about shoes and they uh have aspirations of getting certain things or doing certain things with these sneakers and because of sneakers they able they're able to do it whether it's painting whether it's carving whether it's sculpting whether it's um drawing CAD work with 3D machines, these podcasts that we're on, um, sneaker shopping shows, like whatever it is, like sneakers has afforded a lot of people to just have outlets. And I've been a beautiful conduit to a lot of people to 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 release. So that in itself is amazing, man. Um, I want to say thank you to anybody who's tuning in right now who's ever supported me. Uh, the new people that are supporting me and to the people who stop supporting me. Thank you too. Cause y'all are, y'all are all necessary for growth. So I, I had to, I had to throw that out there, man. Uh, just when you said Cousteau, that sparked that man. Cause again, you talked about somebody who, you know, just started doing reviews and articles for like $25 to where he's at now is, is, is amazing. Same thing with Nightwing, like, how they how their progression is and of course nick <laughs> you know he yeah his his story is crazy too so uh salute to nick too um because without him this platform right here wouldn't be available too so again man i i wanted to you know tip my hat and you know not hop on a humble horse or nothing like that but like to genuinely speak that piece man yeah. Nah, man. We uh, we appreciate that. Like, we appreciate what you do because you're right. I one of the things when I first really got into the sneaker space and you know you know social media platforms, yours really stuck out to me. That's why I first got started into it all. And just the positivity you bring. Not only you connect sneakers to people's well being and their mental health and things of that nature. So I can appreciate that because you said it right. Because sometimes people don't know how to bring up things that are bothering them or they, they have somebody to talk to. But if you can find a common ground with them, whether it be a Jordan 1, which, boom, if that helps, it helps. I don't care how you do it. You're getting the help you need. You're getting that outlet. And that's what a lot of people are looking for, especially these last few years. It's been hard with people, whether it be getting sick, losing loved ones, losing jobs, whatever it may be, being stuck in a house. This is a way for them to find that outlet. And maybe it starts with a sneaker conversation. But we always talk about on sneaker history that we, you know, we started the podcast with sneakers and started a website, all that good stuff. But the great thing about us is that our discord of people, we know we will have a sneaker conversation, but we can talk about anything else as well. And that's what it's all about. And, you know, if people don't realize that it's not necessary. Oh, I got this over you. I got the better collection. That's cool. We all want to have the best collection. It is what it is, but we're still humans and we have that basic human need to connect and we can use that as that conduit. So, I mean, I think we can all appreciate that. And we all want to say thank you to you, Kenneth, for, you know, the things you put out there, not being afraid to bridge that gap because some people feel like, Oh, if I start talking about this, you know, for a sense of word, I'll be canceled. People won't like me because I'm too this or that. But I got to also say uh, a salute and shout out to Liz. Um, 
who started her own practice last year and has gone a full year of success with that and, you know, um, everything that she's done with uh, Mental Stash and everything else. Um, but also for her flipping the night switch for me to not be afraid in the talking about mental health in my own way without having to be so overtly about mental health. Like, I, I stopped uh, because it's triggering to a lot of people if you're just like, <clears throat> every day, suicide, depression, suicide, depression, suicide, depression. Here's the hotline. Here's the hotline. Here's the hotline. Like, that's not helping nobody. Um, but to be able to deal with a lot of that stuff when you're on, like, I'm not depressed. I don't have suicidal thoughts anymore. I haven't been in that mode in years. And it's because not only my wife and my kids, but because this is... And not like this, this, but <laughs> but like, uh, um, how would I say this? Uh, to be able to talk day in and day out, freely speaking my mind, uh, 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 unfiltered, um, without fear of repercussions is what pretty much killed any anxiety I've had and, and, and just let me go, um. I'm been, and this is why the brands that I do mess with, because I mess with a good amount of brands. I I do have a lot of sponsors, people. This is not just there anymore. Like now, I'm 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 backed now. This is it's, it's official, official. Like last year made things official. Like there's there's a lot of money involved now. So, um, I'm still speaking with my heart on my sleeve. I still don't hold back any emotions when I talk, especially on Twitter. If anybody's following me on Twitter, I'm. Sometimes just just randomly out there, but here's the thing: like people misconstrue a response as being emotional and sensitive. When no, I'm never emotional and sensitive. I'm more rational and well thought when it comes to that because I want to see where your point is at. Because this, this my whole thing is understanding. When we get to this aspect of we're just talking and we're connecting, everything is about shoes right now. So we're having a misunderstanding about shoes. No emotion is in that right now because we're talking about an inanimate object. You're not talking about my wife and kids. We're talking about an inanimate object. I will never be upset about your opinion on shoes, especially when it comes to me or even your opinion of me. Like, fuck me. I'm not going to get upset about that. So my emotions are not in, and this is why the brands love me. I've been able to separate that and, and speak rational. And people don't get that. Oh, I got you. I got you. You're bothered. You don't know that. <laughs> I read you your comments for that, by the way, just to see what happens, because I'm like, he's not going to give you this. And I just like, cause they just, they're really trying to poke. And like, you're just giving like, it's about a shoe. Like, what do you want from me? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get, yeah, I'm always trying to get your point. I'm never like, oh my God, this idiot. I'm like, no, we're, we're, I'm, let's get to the root of everything that you're trying to, uh, we're not going to get, we're not get, we're not going to get there. Okay. I got you. I, I'm, I give up. <laughs> I want to understand you. You don't want to give me understanding. Cool. You want to trot around and be immature. Got it. Like, I mean, it's social media. I'm, I'm not gonna. I, I can't. I can't call you up and be like, "Yo, what did you really mean when you said this? Like, what was you trying to like?" I can't. And we're not like, no, 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 no. Not. Too many other things to do. Like, people don't realize. <laughs> that- I'm working when I'm on Twitter. I'm never on Twitter just to be on Twitter. I'm literally working while I'm on Twitter. 
Yep. <laughs> this is like I I, I gotta you know clock out now. I'm done. We had this nice conversation, I guess, but I'm out this thing now. <laughs> My wife hates it because like there's a lot of times where she'll look over like yo, what are you doing? And like. I can answer in a moment, be like, yo, I'm on Twitter, but I'm also working on this paper, or I'm on Twitter, I'm also working on this project, or I'm on Twitter, but I'm doing this graphic, right? Like, the on Twitter part is, <laughs> it's who's like, dude, get the fuck off of Twitter and do what you need to do. But it's like, it helps me. I, I know I'm scatterbrained when it, even on a lot of my points, but like that helps me focus on what I'm actually doing, and it actually keeps me productive throughout the day. So like I, I, I'll have a misunderstanding with somebody and just be like, "Oh, see, that's how this is supposed to look." <laughs> Thank you, man. Damn. So like, just it's 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 very entertaining to a lot of people because like you know. When I do have, like, my wits in with everything, I'll say, all right, man, I tried. And, you know, it's entertaining to a lot of folks. You know, I, I had a couple of couple of uh, people reach out from certain brands like, yo, thank you. You got me through my day the other day with that snafu that, you know, I'm, I'm like, I, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, like you said, they just want to see the end results. They want to see how far it's going to go before, like... People think I'm gonna snap, and, and, and I have no, I'm, I don't know you exactly. I don't know. Like if I got in an argument with my sister online, that'd be a completely different story. Because I gotta see her. I don't have to see anybody. Like truth be told, I don't. Have, I, I would never run into the majority of the people who uh, have gotten upset with me, blocked me, muted me, or anything on social media. I would I would ninety percent of the time not run into none of these people. And I plan on traveling soon and I still know that I'm not gonna run into any of these No matter where you go, you're not gonna find them. Cause I'm not you gonna know, tell I'm you what's up. Like <laughs> But what's that gonna do? Like what do you what what do you wanna do now? You had you had a disagreement with me. I was trying to understand you. You're mad now. Yeah, they ain't gonna do nothing. It's one of those things like I had this Twitter moment. I thought I was cool. I'm I'm popular for five seconds because I, you know, I got an argument, Mister Unloved Ones. I told him I, that his idea was stupid. What did you like? What did you win? You won nothing but wasting everyone's time. Like yeah, that's what you appreciate got. it. <laughs> Shoot. Like uh, I, I'm 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 gonna bring this one situation up that happened a few years back um, with somebody that I thought I was like really really cool with, but this like taught me a social media moment to where like people are just acquaintances until they're actual friends, so they're actually somebody that you can count on, right? Um, this was an acquaintance, and he was upset that I kept saying what I kept saying about the shattered backwards. Uh, he was like, "Yo, you're trolling at this point. You don't have to say it. Everybody knows Blase Blue." And my response at the time was, well, if somebody brings it up and my response is my response, don't don't I have a right to say that? Like, that was my point the entire time. But, like, it just kept spiraling, spiraling into other things. So I'm like, yo, I respect you too much for it to go this way. So, like, we're just going to agree to disagree. And we ended up blocking each other off of that because it was like just didn't want to see my point. And I get, I, I, and once I understood that, it was like, there was, there's never going to be a time where I'm going to be able to freely talk about this shoe and this person not be bothered by it. 
or him feel that I'm bothered by it and I don't want that type of energy. So I let that go. And I was hurt by it because like we were cool for a couple of years up until that point. So, so over, over a shoe, I mean, over like, a shoe. Yeah, like if, if I say something, you don't like it. It's like, you say, Hey, yo, Kenneth, I like this shoe. I, I know. Why don't you like it? Oh, this is why you don't like it. All right, cool. That's all I got. Like, I'm not gonna be mad at somebody for not having the same opinion as me. That's the beauty of sneakers. We all like something different. We can't like the same thing. It's impossible. I get it though. Cause it's like, when when things become repetitive, you don't want to hear it no more, right? So, like, I get annoyed. The one thing that does annoy me with social media, oh, they're making too many Jordan 1s. Yo, I'm tired of Jordan 1s. Don't buy it. But I can't say that because then I come off as a dick. <laughs> you know, uh, or, or, you know, I hate mids. Why does everybody else buy mids? Well, because they like them. I can't say that because then I come off as a dick. Because it's like, at what point do you take a step back and realize the energy you're putting out there is uncalled for, unnecessary, and unneeded? Be more productive with something else. Like, you save that energy for something completely different. And that even goes for me, because there's sometimes where I put shit out there that is uncalled for, unnecessary, and I don't have to say certain things that I say I want to. I'm human. Sometimes I feel like saying some shit and I'm going to say it like that's the beauty of having my own social media like I get it you know uh, I, I I did have a sponsor pull out in the past because of certain things that I've said um, they weren't like bad or derogatory or anything like that but it was just the fact that I was saying it in a manner that I was saying it in rapid firing tweets off at that time this was probably a good four years ago but like I was I was heated it was this 2018 um, off-white release, UNC's. My credit card didn't go through. I was pissed. I had the money, but, like, I hit off-white UNC's. Credit card didn't go through. I hit. Again, repeat, I hit. So, like, I was going on a rant about all types of other shit that just wasn't necessary. And then, like, I got an email um from this brand that I'm not going to name. And it was like, damn, like all that. Cause Twitter, like this is not even connected to nothing that we doing. This was before, like I actually started advertising stuff that I was doing on Twitter. Like Twitter was separate from my Instagram and everything. I was just, this is where I'm a, I'm a fire off what I want to fire off. And hopefully nobody important sees it, but apparently somebody important seen it. And it was just like, damn, man. But that, that taught me a lesson that, you know, one, like, if I can't be myself, I don't need to be involved with that brand anyway. And two, that, you know, our words do have consequences, regardless of people not uh, thinking that Twitter is a real place. There are certain things that you just can't say and do that will affect your real life. Like, I can't say fuck my job, my real day job, and expect for that not to get back to them because they search up their name day in and day out because... You know, they're they're a multi-billion dollar company. They're going to want to know what their employers are, are saying about, you know, the company. So, like, let me say some dumb stuff like that and walk into work expecting things to be hunky-dory and be like, hey, man, let me get your badge. Yeah, let me turn you right around. Go home. <laughs> Come right back to the gate. Yeah, pull around. Pull around. Yeah, let me get your badge, man. So, yeah. Can't do that, man. Can't do that. Well, shoot, Kenneth, man.
it's, it's been a pleasure as always talking to you. But, 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 but before we go, I got to know from what we know of from the general public. Again, I ain't trying to get you to give up nothing we ain't supposed to know yet. What are your top three Jordans that you are, in your words, top priority of 2022 so far? Yellow Toes, uh, Women's Shattered Backwater Ways. Those are fire. <laughs> and it's a toss-up. I got two more. I'll say the, uh, the Chicago Volts. That's what I'm calling them. That's my nickname for them. Um, they're, they're green. They're like green Chicago's, neon green Chicago's. So I'm calling them the Volt Chicago's. And um, there is a women's denim coming in that UNC slash storm blue color blocking. Those are those are pretty dope. So those are like the four that like I'm not missing, period. Everything else, I, I, I like it. I'm, I'm going to get it eventually. Um, I'm only on the fence with a few pairs, but everything else, like outside of those four, I get them. I'm happy, cool, but those four are like I have to have to have. <laughs> nice, yeah. Those uh, I haven't seen the uh, the Volt Chicago's yet, but I've seen the other ones you're talking about. I'll, I'll send I'll send you the uh, I'll send you the graph of everything that we know so far. Okay. Well, I will I will definitely mark down. Hey, I need 180 for that, 200 for that. <laughs> So, man, oh, man, again, appreciate you as always, Ken, man. I, again, okay. I, okay. everything you're doing, uh, of course, the rest of the Secret History family isn't here with me today, but we all appreciate everything you do. I know the Secret community appreciates you. Um, I mean, hell, everyone knows where to find you already, but let them know, man. Let them know how to, <laughs> how to get you so that way if they're following you, which they should be, they know where to get you. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok, even though I don't like mess with TikTok, all at Mr. Unloved Ones. And uh, I do have a YouTube channel that I was attempting to start last year, but it's it's up there. There are some videos from like years past. I think I did an interview with Jumpman Bostic on there. So like, go check that out. Um, <laughs> uh, I got merch coming. Uh, old School Rookie uh, and Juan. What? We'll keep that under wraps, man. I got a lot more stuff in plan for y'all. I got uh, a lot of new projects in the works, um, thanks to a lot of beautiful people out there. So just be on the looks, man. Uh, big things planned for this year, um, including, a, including a couple of trips, man. So thank you for having me on, man. Of course, man. Of course, man. I love having you on. I love your your, your knowledge, your, your, your true sense about things that you bring uh, a fresh perspective on a lot of things because I think a lot of people expect you just to be really just, oh, just Jordan 1, Jordan 1, Jordan 1. But you have a knowledge of – a vast knowledge about more than just that. So <laughs> see everything, like, you know. <laughs> just know hey, – I'll, I'll, I'll leave y'all with one more thing. Just know like they locked in the next three 11s for this year, next year, and 2024. All right, look, man, my wallet can't hang out with you, all right? I'm just going to tell you that now. See, like, my wife could be like, what are you buying? Like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> all right, then, man. So, hey, again, thank you, Kim. We appreciate you, man. Follow me, Mr. Unloved yeah. Ones, on all the platforms. And, guys, don't forget to subscribe to the Sneaker History Podcast. Um, this has been another episode, guys. We appreciate you guys for joining in. And until next time, see you. Peace.
Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.